And what is up, everyone? I am Joe DeHoyos. I am the host of Beyond the Woodline. Uh, real quick, before we get the show started, just want to tell everybody that if you guys have any strange experiences, whether it be cryptids, you know, that includes Bigfoot, Dogman, Wendigo, I guess you can throw that in there, the Chupacabra, uh, Loch Ness Monster, any other kind of lake monster, even mermaids, because I have gotten a mermaid report. Uh, you guys have any cryptids, man, let me know. Hit me up. Any kind of paranormal activity, you know poltergeists, demons, even angels, you know, uh, hauntings, ghosts, seeing apparitions, spirit, man, let me know. I love to hear it. And of course, UFOs, aliens. I love all that stuff. I'm actually going to uh, get a guy on hopefully pretty soon, talk about some uh, uh, alien stuff with me and some of his own personal encounters with aliens he's encountered. So I'm going to try to get him on. Um, and you can always email me at beyond dot woodline at gmail.com uh, I make myself pretty available if you want to hit me up on Facebook that's fine I answer pretty quickly too and go on over to the YouTube channel and uh, give me a like and a subscribe man I really appreciate it and it makes this information get out more and uh, to more people that's really why I like doing this show because it just uh, I think it it helps other people you know who are some people are really dealing with, with major issues, and I think that this show can kind of help them out, and I hope it does anyway. And I've got enough positive response from people, so I, I know people do like it. But with that being said, tonight I have with me John and April. They're from the Midnight Watchers. How are you guys doing? Great. How are you great. doing, Joe? How about you? Man, I'm doing great, man. Thanks a lot for joining the show, man. I, I was glad you guys uh, were able to make it. I know last time we had... Uh, I think it was my son's birthday, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah thanks for having us here. Glad to be here. Yeah. And uh, what's up, Lupe? Thanks for joining the show. And of course, my sister. Hi, Jessica. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I got you guys on, because I'm, I'm in the Bigfoot, you know, that's like my, that's in my wheelhouse. You know, that's what I started out doing. And, that's probably what I'll always, always do. If, if I get a, a choice between going out into the field with looking for Bigfoot, um, UFOs or paranormal, there's about a 95% chance I'm going to take the Bigfoot route, you know, just because sure. that's in my wheelhouse and I love it so much. And when you're out looking for Bigfoot, even if you don't get any activity, at least you're sitting around a campfire, you know, whether you're alone or with good people, if you're out there, in the woods and nothing's going on you've always got a campfire and you can always put some i don't care if it's some weenies or sausage you know on the fire and you're and have a couple of beers and you're good to go you know? yep that's the ticket uh, that's exactly what we do you know we get out there and uh have a good old camp out if all in all doesn't work out and there's nothing going on you got good food and good company and some good music usually and a few brewskis doesn't hurt either, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so what got you guys going into the Bigfoot field? Well, personally me, I you know, I was born in 65, so uh, you know, and I grew up in uh Monterey Bay, California, Santa Cruz. It's in between this little town called Watsonville. It's a little uh it's a agricultural town. Um you know, we live right on the coast. And my dad we had a lot of friends with, you know, owned ranches there. But I always watched all the old uh, monster movies, was into, uh, you know, of course, the Patterson-Gimlin films in 67. We've, uh, you know, I, 
pretty much watched everything on TV that has to do with alien, Bigfoot, ghosts, or what have you. So that just, I've always been around that. You know, my mom used to read all the fate magazines back in the day, uh, since the fifties. So I would always eyeball these magazines, see all the pictures and the illustrations. And it always peaked, it just piqued my interest. Uh, um, and, and then, uh, of course, in the uh, early 70s, I had a, a paranormal encounter, which blew my mind. And I blew it off. So my dad thought, you know, I was sick that night. And my dad, he goes, oh, you're just seeing things. You're sick. You know, go back to bed. But uh, I, I know what I've seen. So that's that really after I was only six and a half, seven years old. After that, I was a believer in pretty much anything that they might be out there. It's just I was open minded as a young kid. So okay. what about you, April? Well, I always was out in the woods when I was a kid and stuff and uh, hanging out, and I enjoyed that. I mean, I'm a country girl, so I enjoy camping and all that. I uh, always believed in Bigfoot, but I, uh, you know, really didn't get into it too much till I met J.D. That's my nickname. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Del Montoya. So most of the yeah. childhood friends call me JD, and you can call me JD as well. It's simple. You can't, you can't forget that name. I mean, it's, it's real yeah. easy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So uh, um, how long have you guys actually been going out? Uh, is that something you've been doing for a while, John? Or Yeah, I've been doing it, you know, for a, quite a while, you know, since late 70s. I used to hunt back then. Uh, I, I can refrain from that now. But me and April met in 2003. And right off the bat, she pretty much, I was, you know, I've been married twice. So uh, <laughs> me and April have been going on 20 years this year. Uh, so I met her in 03. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we had a lot of interest that really were the same. And uh, I don't think she was, she, she was more into the ghost factor because she had seen that and, and had a life or death experience herself. So she, she kind of believed in Bigfoot, but I don't think she really, uh, you know, put a lot of attention to it. And then when she met me, of course, this nerdy paranormal guy that likes all kinds of that uh, good stuff that's on TV. And I like to believe all of it's real, but I can't because I know it isn't. <laughs> but I wish we, I'm like Bobo. If you hear a crack, it's a Bigfoot. I mean, I wish everything would be that way, but unfortunately, that ain't the way it works. But I think that's where she kind of jumped on the bandwagon after that. I assume I, you know, that's what at least she tells me. Yeah. And, uh, and the more and more I got her into videos and showing her, I have old VHS tapes even in 2000 about the, you know, the old. I recorded them back in the day, so I still had them. I had an old VHS tape. But hey, watch this. So we go down to the basement on a rainy, snowy day, whatever it is, and we put on the videos. And uh, and the more and more she's seen that, you know, and how they walk, how they move. It's just, it's not human. It's different. Uh, so it, she she got more intrigued by that. And well, here we are 20 years later. Now she's out in the woods with me and <laughs> she's totally blind in one eye, which I give her a lot of credit because she can get out in the woods. She stumbles once in a blue moon, but that's <laughs> She could do pretty good out there with me. And I'm, I've had asthma and bronchitis all my life, chronic. And it maybe let up between, uh, I'd say, 17 and 27, but I still take meds for it. So I always got a little fanny pack with a portable nab and everything i said if i even tell my doctor he's known me for 20 something years something happens to me like i told you earlier i'd love to be in the woods and just leave me there you know i don't want to be in a hospital bed but uh, i just take my meds with me i got uh, more meds and probably you can understand uh that you know they have an er i can just go out in the middle of the woods and uh something happens i'm, I'm always prepared so i can stay out there for long uh periods of a time a lot of people probably don't know that about me i 
I suffer lung issues, but the more I'm out there moving around and doing stuff, especially this Bigfoot research, kind of keeps you going. You know, you got to stretch some lungs out. No, yeah, I, I, I totally believe that, man. I think that's true with a lot of uh, illnesses and diseases. You know, people who have like arthritis, you know, they tell them mm -hmm. you've got to move around. You've got to. Oh, bless you, you. Yeah. If you just sit in your chair all day because your leg hurts or your knee hurts, and I know it's painful because I've got tendonitis and bursitis in both my knees, but mm -hmm. if I sit down too long, man, it's it, it, it's it's it, it gets bad, you know. So walking. Yeah, you got to keep that moving. Yeah. All the parts got to be moving, you know. And just uh, of course, we have. I know you live in Texas. We, you know, up here in Minnesota, I'm from California. Oh, I've been here 23 years. The winters is. Yeah, I don't mind them because the best time you find tracks is when it's snowing. I mean, especially a fresh snow. You know, you see all kinds of tracks. I love going out after it just snowed. I mean, it's one of my favorite times. Uh, when I first moved here, a lot of people said, you don't know what snow is. Go back to California. You don't know what a possum is. I told them, you know, California gets more snow than Minnesota. You know, and I couldn't right. believe they didn't know, you know, right. these little small towns. Yeah, you know, but, my uh, daughter lives north of uh, L.A. in Hesperia. And mm -hmm. she's been working three days this this week because of the snow. Yeah, I know. I know the weather's been crazy everywhere. I mean, uh, I got friends all over the states, that, you know, and uh, I hear from different areas, and you know, always get worried. You know, it's crazy. We just two weeks ago we just had you know, you know, fourteen, sixteen inches dump here, and uh, I've, I've been fighting for two days at my house. Is my detached garage sits downhill, so the driveway comes up to it, and. This year, because of so much overabundance of snow, the water's been coming in and freezing. So we got an ice ring to get out to our car. So you got to chip away, and it's a pain in the butt. What you need to do is lift up the garage, re-cement it, but that's some coins. So that might be down the road, but this ain't my forever home. This is just a hobby. It's paid off, and we just use it as a hub to go wherever we want to go. Right. right. Cool, but, but, yeah, totally. But, yeah, we we uh we we just both love to get out in the woods. That's we were out in the woods at least three times a week if we can get out there, and just around you know our, our area we have access to a uh, private property in many locations, and a couple of them had some intriguing. Uh, one of them had a, a a Bigfoot sighting, a Class A, where uh, down in southern Minnesota in Driftless area, which we've been hitting pretty hard for a couple of years now, where the guy actually seen uh, similar to mine, almost a nine footer come out and start throwing logs at him and stuff. So that was really interesting. But we can go into that a little later. But that was where we really set up our cameras and been hitting there. So whenever we're not on the road and we got a weekend, we'll go down there and try to hang out during the, you know, once the weather's nicer uh, and get out in the woods and do our investigations out there because we have, you know, it's only 55 minutes there. So it's pretty close. That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's awesome. Like, where I go research, it's like an hour north of Houston, so it's it's you know well within driving range for me. I I love it that it's that close. Yeah, yeah, That's you know, nice. I guess you're lucky like we are to yeah. have access to that, and it's private properties. There's a bunch of farmers there that that own different uh, spots, you know, eighty, hundred, uh, ten here, ten there, but there's about five hundred acres total, so we've got access to go out there whenever we want, and I can bring a few friends who want to go out with us once in a while, so that's kind of nice too they're very down to earth country people uh, country living uh you know they give a shirt off your back uh, their back for you so it's you feel at home you, you could you don't even know them you walk up there right away you just feel like hey i've known these guys forever you know they're just sure. so down to earth <laughs> i like That's that pretty cool, man. yeah yeah so what happened during uh your encounter man what, I mean, what were what were you doing what was going on <clears throat> uh well 
back in 97 of September, and before I even get into that, um, I've always been up, it's called Mount Madonna, it's the mountains up in my hometown of Watsonville, and that connects to Santa Cruz Mountains, and there's a lot of reports all around there, you've probably seen some on TV where uh, down by the Santa Cruz Mountains where Lady Observed a uh, it's one of them. One of the programs. Don't I don't know which one. I don't remember offhand which one it was. Where they seen a, a, a Sasquatch a juvenile eating apple off the ground, and and she was oh she was eating apple, and he was mimicking her, and that was just right down the road uh, from where my encounter happened. But uh, I've always been out in these woods. I've had some. I've heard strange screams. I've heard uh, back in the early nineties. I heard the Ohio howl one night out there camping. Uh, and it was a long, dragged out, good, good 35, 40 seconds howl that just sounded out of place. You know, being uh, out in the woods and hunting, I, I know what the different sounds are. Um, now, can I say for sure that that was a Bigfoot? No, I mean, I didn't see it. I didn't see it make it, but I'm almost positive that it was. Um, so and we did find about a 12-foot style teepee out there about eight miles on our eight uh, we're out for a hike eight miles about halfway down about four miles and there's nobody out there it's just down a trail in the middle of nowhere we found in a little teeny meadow that meadow that was about 100 foot around uh, right by the woods edge we seen this 12 foot teepee which i didn't go to look at because it was hard to get to and i had my boy with me and another guy that don't believe in it uh and, and I just, I thought that was odd, you know, it looked strange. And the first thing I thought, maybe a transient was living out there or someone was homeless, maybe just made that. But I, I wasn't sure. And I've seen these structures over the years. So it piqued my interest. But after seeing that here in the how, um, one night I was up there uh, sitting overlooking the bay. It's beautiful. You can, you know, pull off and see the ocean, Monterey, Santa Cruz. I was up there, uh, you know, late at night coming home. I'm, I'm a late nighter. I'm a night owl. It had to be, you know, about the same time I seen my, uh, had my encounter about one, two in the morning. We parked for five minutes, uh, me and my second wife. And we were listening to tunes real low and just enjoying the view. And all of a sudden, this dirt rock went bam right against the window. And I thought, what the heck? And it scared the hell out of me. I mean, I literally, you just relaxed and then you get startled like that. It, it just spooked me. So I opened the door and she goes, what was that? I, go, I don't know. And I looked on the ground. There's still a dirt mark. If you see like a dirt clod hit a window and these little like in like a spot there where the dirt sticks. Right. And uh, there was a, a big rock, a dirt rock that was about that big. And it was in three pieces. It was a hard dirt rock. Um, and this is through the redwoods. When I looked up about 50 foot on the hill as this road comes around, there was a bush kind of moving like something was up on the hill, had been standing there looking but that was behind the car and we were facing the ocean. This came from the left side, the driver's side. So there's no way a rock can do a boomerang and come back and hit. Right. And you get that feeling of being watched. Everybody has that, you know, sense. And uh, I had this feeling like something was not right there. You get that eerie feeling like something's watching you. It was in direct, the direction that the rock came from. So I, you know, I took it, it was the 90s, and I had been into this subject for many years. I put two and two together, and I thought, maybe it's one of these creatures, you know, because I get that feeling. <clears throat> Excuse me, maybe it's one of these creatures, uh, you know, trying to get my attention for what reasons, I don't know. So uh, I got back in the car, and she, my, my second wife, said, I don't want to be here no more. Let's just go. She was spooked. So we left. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to a few years later. Um, me and my friend George were 
coming down the backside of this mountain. You can go up, and then there's a park there. And then before you get out of the park, there's a road, Old Mount Madonna Road, that goes down and goes out to the Gilroy side. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Monterey Bay or Santa Cruz or uh, that area. It's about maybe an hour and 15, 20 minutes south of, uh, not now with the traffic, but south of San Francisco. So it's, it's a little cold. We just call it Central Coast. Some people call it Northern California. But uh, you can go over the hill and you got the mountains and then you uh, go down and then there's Gilroy, San Jose, and it goes up to San Francisco, Highway 101. So we were coming down the backside of that mountain and we would drive all around that place, way up to Loma Prieta. It's sparsely, it, there's houses here and there, but not like you would think. I mean, some areas there's no houses for miles. So we were coming back down there about 1.30 and, you know, we were stopping having a couple beers here and there, you know, we're just taking a night cruise and couple a couple hours into it we're going to come down the gilroy side on the other side of our town and drive the highway 152 back and about halfway down it's a bright moonlit night um we had to relieve ourselves so we got up pull over my truck had a little toyota pickup at the camper show and we pulled over and uh i went to relieve ourselves and my friend george yeah, he's not really uh scared of anything you know doesn't really believe too much in this but he's open-minded and he started looking up or, you know, we're relieving ourselves, and he just pointed up, and he goes, Chit, 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 my nickname is Chitty, Chit, Chit. I go, what's wrong? And I look up, and this is, you know, straight going up a mountain, and there's a little road, and it goes straight down the other side, so you're on the edge of this mountain going down. And I, I see in between two, because the moonlit, it was a moonlit night, full moon, I remember that, and this moon was coming down, lit up a little bit of the trees, and you could see this silhouette of about an eight and a half to nine foot tall, four foot wide creature around them guesstimation because it was within about 75 to 100 feet of me of me up the hill i get nervous even saying this because i remember seeing it and it was swaying between two trees just swaying there and I, and I could see it from what the thighs up and the arms are dangling down but you can see the silhouette and it what always stuck out in my mind i always say this on any podcast i do was the shoulders and the head the shoulders were just humongous it, it's like it, it's proportion totally different than us uh, it's like me and April putting our shoulders together and put our head in the middle. It just looked odd. Yeah. And, uh, and then the, there was no neck. It was just like a little bump as a head. Again, this was a silhouette. I had a, a quarter of my long neck bud bottle. We pulled over to have beer left. And I said, Hey, like that. Cause I was scared. And why I did this, I still don't know. I was just freaking out. And this thing stopped moving. So then I thought, okay, this is uh, something there. There's no one messing out. I was just nervous as hell. So I took the beer bottle, and again, I don't know why this, I launched it uphill, which went about 10 feet and clanked around. I mean, you, you try to throw anything uphill, it don't go very far. And it clanked around there in the forest by a fern or whatever it was. It was dark, but the moonlit light lit up some of that. And this thing just started sound like it was coming towards me, walking, like you can hear crunching. I don't, I don't know if we interrupted it. You know, I look back on it now, maybe it was chasing a deer that we didn't see or uh, or who knows for what reasons. But it sounded, I didn't see no movement, but it sounded like bipedal, you know, coming down, cracking. So I immediately bolted. The car was about 15 feet away. I bolted to the truck, had the windows down, got started up the truck. And you can only go about 10, 15 miles down this little dirt road. And if another car's coming and it's narrow enough, you got to back up till they can get through. So. Uh, again, it was late at night, nobody out there. Uh, so uh, I got in the truck and I left. I was spooked. 
uh, I did not go back to that spot for almost two weeks. I, I, and I still, I took April out there back in 2018. I was going to go down that way. I haven't been out there. I go out there almost every year till COVID hit. And I still, sometimes at night, I don't want to go down there. It's dark, it's gloomy, and I don't get scared easy. But when you remember that, I don't really want to go out there at night. Daytime might be different, but uh, it took me two weeks to go back to that spot. And when I looked and sized it up and looked at the area, uh, it, it had to be huge. Um, you know, my dad, we used to take us to a lot of the uh, wrestling matches back in the 70s. And I've, he knew a lot of the wrestlers uh, back then, you know, Andre the Giant, Pat Patterson, uh, you know, all, all these different wrestlers, you know, The Rock's grandfather, Chief Peter Mavia. And I remember Andre would go up to me and go, little Montoya, and shake my head. And I was only like, you know, eight, nine years old. And I'd look up saying, holy cow, this thing made Andre look like a midget. I mean, wow. it was huge. And I <laughs> still try to size it up my house and just remember at times. I just can't believe that anything on this earth can be that big. I mean, on this planet. And I don't know if there's anything anywhere. It just don't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great encounter. That's a, uh, you know, I've never seen one, you know, so I, 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 I can't imagine, you know, what you saw, you know. Uh, but speaking of different witnesses, I mean, they always say the same thing, right? It's the shoulders, you know. Uh, yeah, it's you know. just the way they're proportioned for some reason. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I know that uh, Danny Daniel Perez of Bigfoot Times, he put me in last April's, uh, I got a write-up, it's right here in last April's uh, issue of it. And what's, what's, what's now, what, what this encounter, what's crazy is I'm a big Rams fan. Of course, we won Super Bowl back uh in 2022 at the end you know 2023 season and he uh we were going back and forth talking about that and i knew him from bigfoot times but he would he he was wondering more about this after we you know the rams did win the super bowl and he was talking to me and he wanted to know more about my encounter he did not tell me his encounter or it wasn't an encounter his story that he was about to tell me afterwards he didn't want to he didn't want me to know it first but uh, I told Daniel my encounter, and he was interested, really interested. And he goes, how far is that from uh, Aptos, California? I told him, as a crow flies, as he would say, I said, I don't know, 15, 18 miles. So then he, relate, he relayed to me that they were out there with Mike Drew from the uh, Bigfoot Discovery Museum up in Felton. And they were going to go investigate a possible nest of some type, maybe possibly Sasquatch Bigfoot. Well, they got out there, and um, and it's not like I said. It's, it's a road that I drove through many a times as as a teenager. And he, he went out there to investigate, and they were in the middle of the road. It was getting towards evening, and he said they heard like a metallic underwater type vocal that went on for about a minute. Just uh, it had, you know, a mixture of of you know like sounds all together. And and that and then the nest turned out to just be a pile of brush someone had put there in the in the orchard there, but uh, him and uh, Mark Drew of the Felton uh, and there was a couple there's four people there uh, of the Felton Discovery Bigfoot Discovery Museum, uh, they said he said that it's it's nothing that they've heard it's it's not human it's not you no know, animals that they know of in that area so uh, he had relayed to that story to me and I said wow that's uh pretty wild because that's only if you went down the hill if you could drive straight down the hill it would be you know northwest from where i'm at just about 15 18 miles from where i had my encounter so that really was interesting you know right. uh it's crazy 
And uh, I know Mark, when I was up there at the Felton, I've met him a few times over the years. And he'll talk. He's so interesting. I don't know if you've ever been to California, the Bigfoot Discovery Museum up in Felton. But Mark Druga's a mountain of information on many subjects. But when I happened to visit him the last time, and this was a few years back. It might have been 2016, 17. He had showed me a picture that, that, that they someone had found a jawbone. And it, it looked really human. But it was about three times the size of ours. And unfortunately, the sheriff said they want to take it because, it, you know, it looked human. Right. Uh, and they would bring it back. He said, I don't think I'll ever see it again. And yeah. I don't know who had it. I don't remember how the exact story. But he did have a picture of it on his computer, which I looked at. And if you could see a skeleton of a human, it's jawbone. You know, it looked about, you know, from the ear down to about halfway because cracked. It would, you know, be huge. It was, it, it, it looked, it looked totally out of place, but it looked human-like. It was amazing. Hmm. So that was very yeah. interesting too. All in yeah. this area too. Yeah. All in the same area. Is, um, are there any hot springs in that area? Uh, no, there's a lot of creeks, uh, you know, little waterfalls run off, make, you know, little ponds there that can be pretty okay. deep because the water comes down. Uh, rivers, a uh, lot of redwoods, of course, a lot of forest. Okay. But, uh, it, yeah. Just, it, uh, no, I was going to say, I talked to a guy about three weeks ago, and he was telling me that when he was younger, uh, you know, he's, he's about 50, 51 now. Uh, when, when he was like 13 or 14, he was hunting in California. But he was near some hot springs. So I, I forgot where he said those were at. But uh, yeah, he said he saw uh, a bigfoot. Him and his dad saw it jump out of a tree. Oh no, kidding! Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, that's that's. I mean, I've heard stories like that, but that's uh, yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, yeah, he it jumped out, landed on two feet, and just took off running. And it, his dad told him, "We're never going to talk about this." <laughs> <laughs> and some people don't want to, you know, they, they don't want to remember that kind of stuff. You know, they just, they just want to stay away from it. A lot of people are afraid to get ridiculed. And, right. and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Right. It's, it's, I am pretty open on the subject. You know, I'm a salesman for a living for a lot of different companies. So when I'm in the stores, um, some people think I'm a quack. Some of them totally believe me. Um, and some don't really care. They just don't care, you know. Uh, yeah, I had a, you know. I can tell I can tell you, tell you an interesting story about a guy that a young kid, about thirty-eight. He um he didn't believe in this. I known him for a couple of years, and you know I'm a salesman. So one night, one day, he came up to me and says, "Hey, you know that stuff you believe in, all them crazy UFOs and Bigfoot and all." And he goes, "I got a story." He goes, "My grandma lives just about three miles or four miles out of uh, Claremont, where you live." And that would be north of us because there's not many fields behind us. My whole back property is just my house and then fields, a little highway and then ponds and then a state park. So uh, his grandma lives about a half mile away from a state park. He had told me that he uh, was driving uh, when the corn was up, probably September when the corn was real high. He was driving around that area where his grandma lived. She had 100 acres out there and he was coming home. And he said something crossed the road in front of him. And it went down the ditch, and it looked at him, and it was on twos. He said, it looked like a, a werewolf. And I said, get out of here. And this guy don't believe in this stuff. He goes, I don't know what you call it again. I go, a dog man. He goes, yeah. He goes, what the heck is that? I said, I don't know. I'm a Bigfoot guy. I, I've heard about him for years, but that ain't my forte. But I kind of know a little bit about him, but I don't know if that's what you see. And he goes, well, I had a long snout, red eyes, teeth just glaring at me, and he had long 
long arms with like and it looked like a, a real physically fit basketball player with like dog legs and he, he got a good look he slowed down and then when he seen it he said he got the heck out of there but he's saying the thing was snarling at him and glowing red eyes you know claws and and it just crossed the road real quick and it stood up almost high as a corn and it looked at him. I go, what'd you do? He goes, I got the heck out of there. He goes, and I'm scared to go to my grandma's now. He goes, I don't believe in the stuff you do. He goes, but I'm not, I'm a believer now. He says, I never thought I'd see something like that in my life. And I tell him, well, thanks for telling me. Cause I sit out back and have a bonfire and have a beer sometimes on the weekends. And I got corn that's 12 foot from my backyard. So now I got to worry about that. And that's only four miles out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But you know, you never know when you, when you, you relay a story on one, you know, and you, you hear the darndest stories from different people. Yeah. You know, there was a time when I didn't tell anybody about this, but, you know, over the years, I just said, better hell with it. You know, not necessarily that I broadcast it, even though I have a podcast, right? I don't necessarily just right. go out and broadcast it, but people, you know, word of mouth gets out and, you know, friends and family will come to me mm -hmm. and say, hey, you know, I want you to hear this story, listen to this story, or, or even uh, they'll say, "Hey, I was out with someone, and they they told me they had a Bigfoot uh, encounter. They saw a UFO. They saw a paranormal, or whatever. You know, they had some kind of an right. encounter or experience, and they'll come and tell me. And uh, right. and you know, which I love because you know that's part of why, like I said, I you know I do this, and um, people know they can come to me and and, and talk to me. So you know, man, I'll take so it. So how and long I've have you been? How long have you been interested in in any subject? Did you start from young age too, or? Yeah, yeah, from a young age, man. I was uh, okay. like six or seven years old, and we had a neighbor that would tell us spooky stories at night, you know. And uh, yeah, you're talking about like like, like the early '80s, right? The, the late '70s, early '80s. He had so many paranormal and alien UFO stories, Bigfoot stories. You know, he would tell us, I don't even know where he got them from. He may have been making them up for all I know, but if he did, he did a, a, a great job. And, yeah. I mean, he would he, he would tell them with such, like, intensity, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, so uh, when I got old enough to start cutting grass and, and earning money, that's what I did. I would go buy books, you know, on, yeah. on the subject, any book I could find, you know? Sure. Yeah, and, that's, that's, and then in, I guess right around. 2012, 2013, I started going out and doing my own research and you know, okay. investigations and just meeting a lot of different people. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, I, in the 70s, it was hard to find anything. I'd go to the library and look up Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot. You had the old Rolodex you pull out and try to look through right. and then go find a book on the shelf. Uh, ain't like nowadays, you can just punch it in and go, you know, it, it was totally different. But there wasn't a lot out there. There was a lot of specials, you know, all the old 70s shows and uh, you know, some of the moves they had, but there still was it. Now it's like everywhere. It's, it's unbelievable. Right. You know, and I, I, you know, I was, you know, during the early eighties, I was out clubbing and driving my 63 Impala and hanging out with the guys. And mm -hmm. there's only a few I would talk to, to, you know, talk about, you know, anything because a lot of that was ridiculed back then. You know, you didn't really want to tell anybody to think you're a quack. So, right. uh, yeah. because, so like, even like in, 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 in high school, I would still have these books, you know, and I would buy these books and people would kind of look at me weird, but I, you know, I didn't care. And then, uh, you know, after high school, shortly after high school, I got married, had kids. So I kind of put all that on the back burner. But right. once my kids were all like in their teenage years is when I started going back out and looking and got and right about that time where all the Bigfoot shows coming out, ghost shows right. coming out, you know, the ghost hunters and stuff like yeah. that or what have you. And right. Then, 
I just got right back into it. Like I didn't even miss a beat, you know. That's yeah, kind of what happened to me. You know, I went through the kids for a little bit. And in the early 90s when I had my divorce, that's when I kind of was able to get out. When I didn't have the kids one week, I'd be bored to death without my kids, so I'd get out and go. But, yeah, so that area right, too, uh, it, it, that I was talking about, uh, it, I mean, I've been up and down California, but uh, another friend of mine seen uh, in that same area coming off Highway 17 on the highway there, he was driving home from work one night late. It had to be 2, 3 in the morning. You know, he's a he, he, he's a big wig for some company. He builds bridges around there and contracts and oversee stuff. But he don't. He, this guy's another disbeliever, which makes it more credible to me. He uh, he's he was coming over the hill on Highway 17. They're going to Watsonville, my hometown, and, it, and he said it was it was kind of an overcast night, dark. But he was coming up over the top of 17 as he was going down. He seen these two, one big figure and a smaller figure, come across the headlights up in the distance, and they it's a dangerous road, a lot of accidents on that 17, and it's real narrow two lane. But I don't know why it should be two lanes like i'm really a one lane with the divider i mean if you were to drive it nose to nose and door to door with everybody you know it's just scary but he's seen these two figures come across and when he got up on him he must have came up on him too fast he's seen him so he slowed down thought it was a person but they're all black looking which he couldn't understand that and he said they crouched down into like a ball and they had them little cement middle dividers you know they're about maybe right. three foot higher he said they crouched down by right right in the middle of the road they just crouched down and sat there frozen and it was a little one a big one he slowed down he said about maybe 20 25 miles an hour and we went by him he could tell they were they looked like a fur a bear or hairy but they didn't look like a bear they looked like a person crouched down but one of them was huge massive and it, it, to him he thinks it was a, a maybe a, a you know father son mother daughter, whatever but he didn't believe in none of this he knew i did but he he said i think i seen but I don't want to tell anybody else, so I can't tell nobody his name ever because he's I'll get right. you if you ever tell anybody. But he goes, I, I'm a believer in him, but I wouldn't tell anybody my story. But I'll tell you about it. We're sitting around dinner at his parents' place and uh, mm -hmm. and I thought that was really interesting. Again, Sabia, you know, it's it's like a hot spot there. It's pretty crazy. And um, you know, we we've we've had uh, I mean I could talk all night, but we've had a paranormal account. I've seen two apparitions. That one was around that mountain. We were not. One was at a old Victorian house we lived in as a kid. And April's had a, a Bigfoot sighting too, which I can let her tell you about. And then I can talk if we have time about the southern Cal uh, southern Minnesota part where we're investigating right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, April. I love to hear your sighting. Well, it was it was nighttime, you know, and it was in uh, February, you know, the off season, you know. Uh, we went to Georgia on the way to Florida to stop for the night, and it was raining, storming. I mean, it was just a doozy of a storm, wind, and whatever. And uh, yeah, I went down this uh, driveway, and it was black, dark, with woods in it, of course, you know. And we're going to the resort, and uh, we finally got there, and it was like seven o'clock at night, and uh. And we got our key to go to our cabin. Went to our cabin, and uh, we we uh, smelt this smell that was like old garbage or whatever. You know, we didn't. We thought maybe they didn't uh, dump the garbage or something. So we went inside, and uh, my boyfriend went and took a shower. 
And I was sitting down watching TV and text my mom that we made to Georgia and everything was okay. And I'll text and I'll call her when I get to Florida. Well, anyway, I uh, heard, uh, you know, some on the outside of our cabin were, you know, bouncing around. Or, and all of a sudden, it, it one opened up and I saw this big, massive, blackish, black. Uh, figure looked like a Bigfoot to me and it had reddish eyes. And I was like looking at it and I was just scared. It was like 20, 30 seconds. And my uh, boyfriend at the time came out and he looked at me and he goes, April, what are you staring at? You know, and I said nothing. And he goes, and he goes, you're not saying much, you know, what's going on. And I said, I'm just tired, you know, from the long drive, you know. And I didn't tell him what happened. And I looked out again, and there was uh, the shutter again, you know, bouncing around. He goes, he goes, I'll, I'll go shut it. So he went outside and and went on the patio, of course, you know, and and shut it. And came back in, and he said, "There's nothing there, you know. Don't, you know, bother, you know. Just let's go to bed or whatever." So I was like, okay, and I was quiet, and I didn't tell him anything and we went on with our you know day the next day and went to florida hmm. i mean so what happened to you after that i mean what what were you thinking like the next morning when you woke up i mean well i was just well to myself you know i'm thinking what in the world did i see you know i mean you know the shoulders were you know massive of course you know and and, you know, and I seen the eyes and I'm thinking, geez, what is that? You know, and I'm thinking, and it was furry, of course, you know, you could kind of tell the way it was because all dripping and stuff, you know. And uh, I'm just thinking to myself, geez, you know, I think I saw Bigfoot, you know, and I believed in Bigfoot, you know, when I was a kid and stuff. And my uh, grandma always used to tell me, she says, don't go in the woods after dark, you know. And I say, why, grandma, why? And, and then when I was little, of course, she goes, Mr. Oofy will get you, you know, the big, the big furry man will get you, you know, you don't go in the woods after dark. So I'm, and that was when I was, you know, like seven, eight years old, you know. Right. So how long the did this eyes, like stay in your mind? I mean, how long did you like think about this? Oh, I thought about it quite often and I wanted to kind of like forget about it. Because I didn't want to tell nobody. And then when I met JD and he started telling me his encounters and stuff, and I told him what I saw, you know, and he was, did you tell anybody? I said, no, I didn't tell nobody because <laughs> I thought, God, they're going to think I'm nuts, you know. Right. Well, they'll say, uh, Joe, is when she's talking about the red eyes, you know, I'm sure you've heard of that before. And right. some people say that's the ones you don't want to mess with. Uh, there's yeah. some theories out there. I don't know about all that, but that red eyes, that scared the heck out of me. I know what I've seen. I didn't see no eye shine or anything, but if you've seen some red glowing eyes, as the guy did on whatever he's seen out four miles from where I live now, uh, that that gets to you because there there's no animals that can illuminate their, their eyes like that. I mean, if you shine a light on them, you can, but, yeah, but they don't glow uh, red. Uh, or yeah, any I think that... I've seen that eye shine twice, but I also seen the I guess I don't know if you want to call it like white or maybe like a, even like a little 
bluish in it. I've seen mm-hmm. that too. But yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen the red eye shine twice. Um, okay. I don't yeah. know if it's self-illuminated or is it just the fact that they can absorb so much light, you know, in, in the dark. Right. That's, you know, that's what does it. Or, it's very interesting yeah. uh, that even, you know, I mean, I know this, the guy has seen that dogman looking creature. He said it was literally just just glowing, the red eyes. Right. And that's the yeah, yeah, the eye shine I saw, it looked like two LED lights, you know. Really? Yeah, that's wow. what, yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's it crazy. is. Yeah, and this was like uh, a bright reddish, actually maybe like a reddish orange to it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Amber, orangish kind of. Or is it was more, more, more red. More okay, red, but, yeah, yeah. But there was, like, there was a little bit of orange to it, so. And then the second time I saw it, it was like whitish, but with a little bit of blue in it. But it was definitely two frontward facing eyes, that's for sure. Right. And it was uh-huh. moving through the forest. And it was moving through the forest, whatever it was. And it was tall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's all I, I saw was just eyes. I couldn't make out anything else. Huh. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, Back uh, when I was talking about Danny Perez, Daniel Perez, where he was out there, um, Mark Rube in that same area, getting back to California real quick, uh, when they heard that scream out there, he had also showed me a video of something they captured. And he, I got a picture of the footprint. I should have sent it to you so you can show it. But it, it's an odd footprint. It even looks kind of uh, chimpanzee. It's nothing I sent you, though. It has like a, uh, you know, the bottom foot part is kind of sticking out. It is strange. But uh, he he showed me the video and it looked like a it's you know of course it's night vision black and white so but the 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 hair looked small maybe six foot tall and it was of a creature that was bending down by an apple tree and it was eating something or doing something bent down and then it must have noticed him it stood up and it bolted and the, this how fast this thing ran was unbelievable in that little clip he showed me but the the the, the hair on it just looked really fine uh, smooth it just looked. It, it, like a young, it had to be a young juvenile because it wasn't all raggedy looking. It, it looked like it was well groomed or something. I, that's all I can say. It just came out of some shop, dog shop, and they, you know, groomed them all up or something. It looked, it just that little quick video just looked really, the hair was flowing. It wasn't all raggedy and sticking up with stuff in it. But I seen that video and that was interesting too from the same area. Um, down around Minnesota, though, uh, again, we, were, we we hang down south by the Driftless area. You can look it up on the uh, map. And uh, what piqued me in this area was um, Chad Lewis wrote a book about uh, the forest field. They have caves there. Um, they also got the Harmony. They got the Niagara Caves, which go about a mile underground. We've been there many times. But it's, it's the Driftless area where, you know, back in the day, the glaciers kind of went around that area. And it's unscathed, but there's a lot of caves it's it's hills uh, rock faces creeks but he uh chad lewis wrote of uh, an incident in that park where they seen something like that dog type creature that had harassed harassed a few uh campers one night uh one of them actually got injured i think he got a cut on his arm and had to get some stitches so that piqued my interest and then there was also on the bfro site the bfro site they had two uh incidents in that area uh, and it's Spring Valley. I don't mind telling you where we're at. Uh, you know, it's, it's a certain area in Spring Valley. But there was two uh, reports from that area. So I thought, well, that's close to us. You know, that's fine. So a friend of mine that I've known over the years, 
he moved back to his mom's and we started talking and he had told me a story of of a few years back of a guy that lives with his mom and this is where we had access now to all that acreage that he was out there camping with his boy or not camping his boy he's out burning some brush with his boy uh by the wood line there i think he has 100 acres and you know just sitting around and it was a big brush fire you know and you pile it all up trees whatever and you can burn it on a, on a farm um and he said he was it was lit up and he was sitting there you know just i don't know if he's having a beer or whatever he's doing with his son and listen to music, and he said he heard some thrashing in the forest, and he didn't know what it was. He thought maybe, you know, there's no really bears in that area. They can come, you know, through there, but something's really making a ruckus up in the forest, and the trees started shaking one of them, just real, a 40-foot tree was just shaking back and forth. Well, he, um, you know, he was kind of, you know, weirded out by that, and he said all of a sudden uh, uh, a log came throwing at his area, a branch or something came flying at him. And then he said, uh, then a rock came at him and he started hearing these uh, growls and like weird screams. And then he said, all of a sudden, within about, I don't know, 50, 75 feet away on the other side of this fire, he said, this thing popped out. And it reminded me of my, you know, eight to nine, I said eight and a half tall. He said it was about nine foot tall, but it was a hairy creature that popped out, started screaming at him. And, uh, he grabbed his son, who was 10 years old, he was around the waist, and bolted back to the house. I mean, he was scared and uh, basically barricaded the door. And I, I think that uh, maybe his wife at the time or a wife that was there, I don't, I don't know the whole story on that part because it was uh, from a second party. He had said that she, she was having music going, and, and he barricaded the door. She said, what are you doing? He goes, there's a monster out there or something. And she wanted to go out, but he, he said, no, you're not going out there. So... Uh, and the next day, all the, he said he heard some thrashing around for a little bit, and then he can hear it kind of dis, you know, going back deeper in the forest and then disappeared. But he said about another 20 minutes out after he came in. And then he didn't want to go out there. He, just, he was just scared. Anyway, he went out the next day, and um, from what I heard, I'm still going to talk to this person. Every time I go out there, he's not there. But I believe the story, because I've heard it now from four or five farmers, he's actually got a picture, which I can't wait to see, of a 17-and-a-half-inch footprint in the ground. Uh, and there was trackway of where this thing had came out, stood around, and then went back into the uh, forested area there. So I, when I get that, I will definitely let you know, and I'll try to bring it out and show everybody. But I don't know what I'm going to see, but they said it was a, a few of them where it had walked large strides and i don't know i have to measure it i'll have to look and see what his uh pictures you know will provide but 17 half inch footprint that's a pretty big uh print yeah yeah it's a nice that's that's, that's a real nice size yeah um, yeah so like when you guys go out what do you guys do as far as what kind of techniques i mean are you doing howls are you doing wood knocks or are you doing yeah i've got some speakers we Right. We we got speakers we can broadcast uh, different Bigfoot sounds. I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, I've heard pros and cons about both. You know, you might be calling something and saying something you don't want it to them. Uh, I Nobody knows. You know, none of us does. We don't have a life specimen to study. So um, we use that technique. Um, I have did wood knocks in the past, but most of the time we go out there and we listen. We're quiet and we listen and we bring our flare. I've got a Leopold pocket flare I use. Uh, I've got a psionics uh, color night vision uh, with the uh, infrared light where you can hook it up and you can, it'll actually illuminate the area. It's just a red 
you can't see it, but it really lights up everything. Um, I've got several night vision. Um, we use by our camp, we put sensors out around the area, low, about maybe two foot up, hidden in the forest. So, I mean, yeah, sure, other things could send them off, but we'll put them out within about 100 feet surrounding us. So, and it's it's just shows a light. It don't make no noise. So if something surround it, or, or coming into our camp area, we can detect it by that. It'll it'll just blink and let me know something's there. Okay. And we keep we keep that in those. And and we we put out you know we do the peanut butter thing, apples. You know we leave some food out to see if we can catch or capture anything. Um, I know I was listening to Doug Hijack who brought up uh, one of his shows. Uh, you know, producer Monster Quest. He's a good friend of mine, and he was talking about the technique where you can get like a twelve by twelve. I think. Pine Island, Jeff Harden, Hardy, or Harden talked about that. We get a 12 by 12 piece of plexiglass. They like stuff smooth and and put it up. And sometimes you can get, they've gotten prints off that real waxy, mm -hmm. greasy prints. Yeah. That's a new take I never thought about. So I'm going to try to use yeah, that. You know what? Yeah, you should, you should definitely try that. And uh, I like to use uh, uh, the chem lights, you know, the kind of lights you get and you shake, you break them and, you know, oh, yeah. hang them around. You know, sure. hang them around those sensors, or even like if you do the pe uh, the plexiglass, hang it around there. I bet they uh, that would attract them in. Because I've heard of people yeah, using that before, and that's yeah. why I use it. Because someone told me about that, they use it, right. and that they actually saw one, hold it up to their face, and they it illuminated. Really? Their, uh, oh wow! You know, Joe. After all the years of being into this. Never heard of that. I mean, it happens. You, you might be doing this for 30 years, and all of a sudden someone says something like, how come I never heard of that? You know, it's like, right, right. never thought about it. I mean, objects I get, you know, they can touch, you know, glass or whatever, you know, I, I get that. But I, I never thought about that, you know. Um, but, yeah, we use them techniques. You know, I have I, – I, parabolic ear. Oh, the, yeah, the parabolic ear we yeah, use, yeah. of course, and uh, yeah. recorders. Uh I do a little ghost hunting too. I mean, I, I like everything paranormal, so I'm not. Oh, I like. I don't go out every day doing it, but we do that. We'll stay at haunted motels and do our little thing. But I've got all the meters, and you know, I don't know if you get into any of that, but I've got all that. Oh stuff yeah, too. I, I I love that stuff too, and I, I I have gone on a couple of investigations. So yeah, that, yeah, you know that's really cool. But I was going to ask you, have you seen any kind of like uh, paranormal stuff like out in the field? Uh, no, we've had some down in Spring Valley recently. Um, there's some really old, old trees. I don't know what type of trees they are. I mean, they're thick and branched out, but there's no leaves on it. These look really old. And we were uh, just messing around for the hell of it when we we're out, you know, squatching. And uh, I was with one of our team members. I go, let's see, you know, they own the, he's part of my team. Uh, and I told him, let's just on the way back, go up by a tree and ask some questions. So we had my recorder out. And I was like, does anybody want to say anything to us? And just kind of messing around. And all I say is, you heard, and his name was Adam. And they go, hi, Adam. And he goes, we played it back. We was like, what the heck? And he got goosebumps. He goes, I'm going to get out of here. And he's got <laughs> He's got an amputated leg, so he's the one. You know, he's got his little amputee, so he has a little limp. And I never seen that guy move so fast. <laughs> but I you was know, shocked. That's I, yeah, that's what. Uh, that's one thing I tell people. I think there's a lot of paranormal stuff out in the woods, out in the forest. And if yeah. people hear footsteps, people hear different noises or voices, and they think automatically that's Bigfoot. You know, and I'm not saying it's not, but I think there's just a lot sure. of paranormal stuff that goes on, and people lump it in with Bigfoot. Um, yeah, you know, right. you know I, I've definitely heard you know walking on two feet. Um, a, a friend of mine, Sean, 
he was actually out. He had his recorder because he was recording. And he said he had, it felt like something went up to his ear and goes, just like that. But, he, but his recorder picked it uh -huh. up, too. Right. Yeah. That that's cool. And he didn't uh, see anything, notice anything, nothing no. out of place. Ah, yeah. just that little. Sh yeah. Yeah, that's but, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, I, I know yeah, people do use some. Uh, you know, I got the uh, you know different go equipment. I sometimes bring them out just to mess around when I'm out in the forest to see if I pick up anything. I know they say you might find a porthole or, or, or you know. A, for you know who knows i don't right. i believe and i want to get that out there i believe in the flesh and blood aspect to this i'm open-minded though i'm not saying it can't you know be anything else but i'm on that camp uh the flesh and blood i don't know what camp you're in but and i don't yeah tell we're all learning this there's no wrong or right who knows you know yeah. it's just it's just me yeah that's how I am. I don't tell anybody that's not what you saw or that's not what you experienced because they sure. saw it right. and they experienced it. Personally, I think Bigfoot is a flesh and blood creature, but I also okay. think there's other entities and things out there, whether it be paranormal or, you know, hell, it could be a damn alien or just another kind right. of, um, you know, something supernatural. I do believe in supernatural sure. stuff because I've heard mm -hmm. enough Boy. stories from credible people on shit they've seen, you know. Um, right. You know, so no, I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. But, uh, you know, we, uh, we're coming up on the end of our hour here, and I, I wanted you to get a chance to talk about your drones real quick, man. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, you know, I, I, I have a lot of drones, and I've been kind of doing a little since COVID. I do a little side hustle. I'll just sell them here and there. What I do is I look for uh, different drones, and I've got quite a bit. Like I said, I'm down to about maybe forty. Uh, I had 120 one time. But I try to get a, a good budget drone that works, you know, that, that's, that's affordable for everybody that they can use. Um, I do fly DJI products, but there's a lot of them out there that um, they're not DJI. I mean, there's nothing like DJI. They're, they're awesome drones. But if you if you get a decent drone and you want to, you know, fly it up over an area, some of them are, you know, under 200 bucks that work pretty good. Yeah. So um, I, I do uh, fly a lot when I'm out. I like to use and I and the inexpensive ones I can be a little more uh, crazy with. So I, if I lose it, I'm not out five, six, seven hundred bucks on my other drones. I will not spend a lot of money on anything. I'm a budget shopper, and if it works, it works. You know. Uh, but yeah, the drones. Uh, um, it depends on what you want to know. There's a lot of brands out there under two hundred that uh, people can use in the field if they would like to do that. Um. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what you were looking to. to no, to, I, I, I didn't know if you know if you want to tell people how to get in touch with you. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. No, if they, if they want to get in touch with me, they can always look at my Facebook page, uh, Midnight Squatchers. You know, on Facebook, or get a hold of me at. Uh, uh, you can just get a hold of me at uh, midsquatchers one at gmail dot com. Uh, either way, they can get a hold of me. Uh, but yeah, I got a lot of stuff. We, I wish we could talk for hours on this subject. I'd like to talk to you more about paranormal stuff, you know? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I've got a, very cool. I, I, she's had an encounter. April had a, you know, she, she was, uh, she was in, she went through the jaws of life in a bad car accident. So she actually experienced that, uh, out of body experience, which is, okay. we have to save that for another show. It's a great story. And I've, I've had two paranormal encounters uh, where I've actually seen one, um, but doing the ghost hunting stuff, we've had a lot of voices and a lot of different uh, 
uh, stuff happen to us. And we do, like I said, we go, we'll, we'll look up and say, okay, this place is haunted. Let's go book a room tonight and do it on the, <laughs> either we're slow, you know, on the weekdays or somewhere. There ain't a lot of people there so we can have access to, uh, even the, I, I've been to Winchester Mystery House, Moss Beach Distillery, oh, which is on Unsolved Mysteries back in the day. Um, around here, we, we always try to find something to do. And I love my music. Uh, we, we know a lot of different bands, so personally, so we hang out with them when we can. Uh, and it's fun because you know the bands. You know, and they've been around for 50 years, and they're on the circuit. They're well-known. A lot of rock and roll bands. Cool, cool. And do you do, uh, like, conferences or anything? Um, we, we just booked uh, Van Meter days, but we, we just set up our uh, booth and hang out. I, I don't, I've never did a conference yet. Uh, I've asked a couple times they were asked, asked me about it, but I, like I told you before, I, I'd rather be out in the field doing something. Uh, I don't mind doing that. I mean, something that I might look in the future. I have many stories to tell, but uh, we just usually go out to the events, get to mingle with everybody, hear the stories and set up camp and you know, we got our merchandise and different stuff. I don't sell it online. I usually sell at the events only. Uh, I got casts and T-shirts and hats and stickers and the whole stuff. We got necklaces, all pertaining to uh, usually Sasquatch or Bigfoot. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, um, eventually that might be down the road, but I'd rather be out, not even in the room. I'd rather be out and about than to be sitting in a room or sitting at a table somewhere. Uh, I'd like to get out and venture. Okay. Well, cool beans, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, like I said, i got to have you guys back on again. We'll talk you know, other uh, other stuff other than Bigfoot, you know. Sure, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Get, get some of that paranormal stuff yeah, going. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, no, yeah like I said, yeah. I, I definitely want to get you guys back on. So we need to talk about that. If you guys are game. Uh, yeah, but other than sure. that, man, you know, I just like I said, thanks a lot for doing the show. And I appreciate all the comments in the chat you guys are always you know mentioning something or saying something you know uh, but thanks a lot man i appreciate it and uh no it's been a pleasure joe yeah glad to meet you oh, maybe one time we're down in texas oh, oh yeah if you're yeah. around we'll hit you up maybe we'll be able to get out and do something together and you know we'll, yeah. we'll be out there uh you know like i said we got family and stuff out there so we'll, we'll definitely be cool. down there maybe hit yeah. a couple conferences yeah 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 if you guys can make it down this way i like to take you to a couple of locations, you know. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen that picture that you showed me online you know, of that pig there, and I thought, wow. We got to get one of them with the skewer and get it roasting, you know, you get go. one of them have a pig fry. Oh, there you go, yeah. Where's the, where's the bacon instead of the beef? <laughs> the pork. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. You guys have a good night, and uh, we'll keep in touch, man. Sounds good, Joe. Thanks. Thanks for having us, and you have a great evening. Thank you, bud. Thanks.